circle, yes, we rotate 360 degrees, high, high, 360 degrees, high, high, 306, 306, 360 degrees, high, high, Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members and graduates of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program, broadcasting from right here at KPFA in Huchin, occupied Ohlone territory, also known to settlers as Berkeley, California. And tonight on Full Circle, First Voice travels to Santa Cruz, California to attend a gathering to free Leonard Peltier at the world-renowned Barrios Unidos. On tonight's show, we'll hear sounds from the event, including music and interviews. We'll speak with past presidential candidate for the Peace and Freedom Party, Gloria Lariva of the Answer Coalition, and we'll hear from two other Leonard supporters, Gene Roach and Carol Gokey. All that tonight on Full Circle. I am your host, Freewell and Franklin, Coming to you from downtown Antioch, this is Bay Miwok territory. Keep it locked right here to KPFA. All right, again, welcome to Full Circle, the weekly show produced by apprentices and graduates of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. My name is Freewellen Franklin, and I am your host tonight. And before I get started with the show, I want to give a big shout out to all the KPFA listeners and supporters that made this summer fun drive a success. We have reached and surpassed our goal of 250 new sustainers. Yay! Thank you very much. Also, we are very close to or have reached our financial goal. I'm here at home, so I'm not exactly sure yet. But everybody, please continue to donate at kpfa.org tonight and over the next couple weeks. And if you happen to need another great reason to donate, it's my birthday tomorrow. That's right. I'll be 52 tomorrow. And I remember when I turned 50, I had an on-air celebration and KPFA listeners came through and made it one of my biggest fundraiser totals ever. So I hope a couple of you will wish me a happy birthday tonight. You can do so in support of my birthday. Just head over to kpfa.org where you can make a secure donation online. kpfa.org And again, thank you to everybody that donated to the Summer Fun Drive. You know we are a listener-sponsored radio station since day one, and that means we could not go on if we did not get financial support from you, our listeners. So thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. And now, let me get on with the show tonight because this past June 20th, myself, some folks from Flashpoints and La Onda traveled out to Santa Cruz, California to be part of the Gathering to Free Leonard Peltier, hosted by the world-renowned Barrios Unidos. For those of you that don't know the story of Leonard Peltier, 
Right now, he's in prison on his 47th year of incarceration for a crime he did not commit. And that there was even a crime committed is disputed. Leonard grew up at a time in the 70s when Native Americans found a new voice and a new fight for their rights. Fishing, hunting, land back. Fast forward to 1975 and Leonard found himself on the Pine Ridge Reservation at the Jumping Bull Ranch in Oglala, South Dakota. And on June 26, 1975, a shootout started after an unmarked car followed a red vehicle onto the Jumping Bull Ranch property. In the end, three people were killed, two FBI agents from the unmarked car and a young Native American, Joe Stunts. According to the FBI documents, they say more than 40 Native Americans participated in the gunfight, but only AIM members Bob Robidoux, Daryl Butler, and Leonard Peltier were brought to trial. Mr. Robidoux and Mr. Butler were arrested first and went to a trial. A federal jury in Iowa acquitted them on grounds of self-defense, finding that their participation in the shootout was justified given the climate of fear that existed on the Pine Ridge Reservation at the time. Leonard Peltier was arrested in Canada in February 1976. At that time, the United States presented the Canadian court with affidavits signed by Myrtle Poorbear, who said she was Mr. Peltier's girlfriend and allegedly saw him shoot the agents. But in fact, Miss Poorbear had never met Mr. Peltier and was not present during the shootout. Soon after her testimony, Miss Poorbear recanted her statement and said the FBI threatened her into signing the affidavits. Needless to say, after all this and much more other evidence, Leonard still sits in prison and has never received a fair trial. And I gathered this information from the official Who is Leonard Peltier website at whoisleonardpeltier.info. I also got some of the facts from Free Leonard at freeleonard.org. Now let's get some sounds from the gathering to Free Leonard Peltier hosted by Barrios Unidos in Santa Cruz, California. The event actually kicked off with a live broadcast of KPFA's flashpoints from the offices of Barrios Unidos. This is First Voice graduate Sarah Blanco on flashpoints speaking with Gene Roach, who was at the Jumping Bull Ranch during the shootout, and Carol Goki. They're traveling the West Coast with Rise Up for Peltier, bringing awareness to Leonard's case. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Flashpoints. I'm Sara Blanco, broadcasting live from Santa Cruz. Up next, we are speaking with Jean Roach, member of Mini Koju Lakota Nation, as well as a 1975 Oglala firefight survivor. Uh, Jean is also the co-director of the International Leonard Paltier Defense Committee. We are also going to speak with Carol Goki, coordinator for Rise Up, Pal Rise Up for Peltier Group. And we're going to start with Carol um, to explain a little bit about the backstory for those who don't know. And we are live in Santa Cruz with Gavilan and Falcon. Greetings. 
friends and family and thank you KPFA for having us and giving us an opportunity to talk about Leonard Peltier's case and what you can do to help. Leonard Peltier is a victim and survivor of boarding schools. When he was nine years old he was taken and put in a boarding school for three years. After that he decided that he was going to resist all government oppression. He started by going to Washington State and helping get land back for the Fort Lawton tribe or Fort Lawton area in the Daybreak Star. He also moved down into Southern California, Alcatraz area, New Mexico, Big Mountain, and ended up on Pine Ridge Reservation where he was asked to help with um, to help the elders and the traditionals who were looking for uh, support and help with. Um, sorry. Uh, uh, they were they were under the reign of terror uh, after the 1973 uh, takeover at the Wounded Knee um, occupation, and the government forces were trying to get traditionals to sign off on land. And AIM came in to help, and Leonard became a victim of government forces. And a little bit more can be said from Jean Roach, who is a survivor from that day um, in 1975. Lakota tribe. Um, I'd just like to say that I'm thankful for everybody that has helped us along our way. We've been really pushing Leonard's name and his case for executive clemency. Uh, we heard from Bill Means about the way we all have the double standard in South Dakota. So that's been true for a long time. Um, since the beginning of first contact, we've been um, attacked. We've had prisoners for generations. We started out with, you know, probably the East Coast, but when it came to the Lakota Nation, we had Sitting Bull, who was imprisoned and killed. Same with Crazy Horse, who was imprisoned and killed. During that time period is when they massacred the Minicosia Lakota in Mundini, South Dakota in 1890. From there, we compare that to the time period when they were attacking our people for believing in the ghost dance. So come 1973, for the Wounded Knee take, Takeover by the American Indian Movement, we were treated the same. Basically, the American Indian Movement brought spirituality back to all the people that have um, been forced into the boarding schools and to this colonized system. So um, what Carol talked about, the reign of terror started after that, when the government, U.S. government backed the tribal government who was against anything that was traditional. So we have uh, armed uh, goon squads, which are close to, which are the same as vigilantes that were supplied automatic weapons, okay? So during that time period from 1973 to 75, we have over 60 people that were murdered or killed and there's never been an investigation. So that time period, people basically lived by the gun. We had to protect ourselves. People couldn't even walk the streets without fear of being uh, run down, killed, shot at. That was just the whole way it was there in 1975 in Oglala. it was asked there to come by the elders of the community who were in process of building um, a community taken away from the tribal government where they would not deal with Dick Wilson and his goon squads. And that's 
basically why he was asked to be there with his um, people that would do security and different things for different ceremonies. Sweat Lodge was even under attack. We had um, um, a lot of community people that supported us there at the camp. I was 14 years old. My brother was 11. And most of us there at the camp were under 18 years old. So when they talk about the biggest manhunt of the time, it was mostly all juveniles under 18 that escaped that day, except for Leonard, Dino, and Bob, that were the, uh, the eldest of the, of the group. So right now, Leonard, he's been um, attached to these stereotypes that have been used by the government in their colonization. And when they talk about him, they make him seem so uh, like they say words like murder and stuff like that, but that's not true. That is not Leonard Peltier. He protected his people. His co-defendants were acquitted on the basis of self-defense. Um, they, they had a fair trial in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. When we thought Leonard was going to go to trial, that didn't happen. His venue was moved up to North Dakota to a known racist judge who would not allow any of the defense of the FBI misconduct, and that's basically what happened in the Cedar Rapids trial, Butler and Rapidu. They were acquitted on a self-defense. Um, the FBI attacked our camp. They came into our area with unmarked cars, um, wearing plain clothes. Nobody knew who they were. I mean, people were just on lookout to protect themselves during that time period. It wasn't no more than like, um, Oh, a couple weeks before, we planted the biggest garden there that the grandma and grandpa jumping bull, whose land it was, we started doing community stuff. And one of the things I was going to say about the American Indian Movement is they've been attacked through the COINTELPRO program, which was used against the Black Panthers and the Honeywell Project. Anyway, what they did is um, attach stigma to the leaders and cause trouble and diversement and divide using false information and sending in undercover instigators. Um, so that was one, that's all been documented. And one of the, the, the most outrageous things is the recent letters by the former prosecutor of the federal government that wrote two letters explaining why Leonard Peltier was targeted and why his, tr his court case was never proven. But you would think that since his co-defendants were acquitted on the basis of self-defense, that that would go for him too. But of course, you know, we all have the double standard as Bill had talked about. Um, so we just like, right now, we're in process of spreading the word and erasing the lies that have been uh, produced by the United States government. One of the reasons why they are not admitting their faults is because we have treaties, and if they acknowledge their wrongs, they'll have to honor that, which means a lot of land back, and that could be for a lot of people. So we have more information on Leonard, and we'd like to talk to Carol Golke, who will do the medical update. And um, thank you for this opportunity, and I appreciate everybody here. Thank you. So right now, the Rise Up for Peltier tour is on the West Coast, bringing education, awareness, and um, updates about Leonard's health and what you can do to help with this clemency. In January, Leonard 
was um, subjected to COVID in the federal penitentiary. We weren't notified. We were lucky enough to have another inmate call and tell us that he had COVID. He was put into a dirty isolation unit without water with only peanut butter pouches and bread to eat. Unfortunately, um, after that, after the 10 days was over with, Leonard has not received any medical follow-up at all. Now, this is a man who has an aortic aneurysm, diabetes. He has a prostate condition that has been untreated for years. He also has stints put in his heart. He had a triple, bi excuse me, not stints, a triple bypass in his heart and kidney problems. All of those things have been proven time and time again with COVID to acerbate after COVID. There's just no excuse for any of our inmates to go through the hell that they're going through with the lack of medical. So with that said, Leonard has lost a lot of weight. Leonard is in dire need of all of us to step forward and to help with this clemency. We have postcards you can write. Uh, you can ask the committee. You can go to whoisleonardpeltier.info or call the number on the website and ask for postcards. We'll mail you postcards. We also are asking for every American citizen to call the United States White or call the White House at 202-456-1111 and give your opinion. Tell them you're an American citizen. You have the right to voice yourself and to let them know that you want this innocent man. He's proven innocent. It's not controversial anymore. That's why we call him a political prisoner because the only reason he's there is because of his ideology. Okay? Yeah. Leonard Peltier needs to get released. And there is one thing that Leonard has not been able to do. At his parole hearing, he has not taken ownership. That's the difference between letting out this man. The FBI is not going to let him out. They're going to give, uh, give us a hard... Uh, run for our money but Leonard would not would not show responsibility for this act at his last parole hearing and for that they denied his parole so thank you very much for listening and go to who is info for more information thank you that was Carol Goki. Thank you so much for that update about Leonard Peltier. We also heard from Jean Roach. We're broadcasting live in Santa Cruz. I'm Sara Blanco.
All right, welcome back to Full Circle on 94.1 FM KPFA and KPFA.org. We are part of the Pacifica Radio Network, and you just heard the AIM song, and that came from the Who Is Leonard Peltier website. And before the break, you heard an interview that first aired on KPFA's Flashpoints, hosted by First Voice graduate Sarah Blanco. As she spoke with Jean Roach, 1975 Jumping Bull Ranch shootout survivor, and her partner, Carol Gokey, part of Rise Up for Peltier. I really recommend everybody going to the whoisleonardpeltier.info website. As you can hear, this is a very complicated case with a long and deep-rooted history in the area. And when you go to the whoisleonardpeltier.info website, you can watch the movie Warrior, The Life of Leonard Peltier. The movie will really break down some of the history. It has historic footage of the time. And watching that film, you get a much clearer understanding of what led up to the shootout at the Jumping Bull Ranch and how Leonard Peltier became the scapegoat for the FBI. Again, the website is whoisleonardpeltier.info. Head over there and get some more information about this case. And a quick reminder, we just wrapped up our summer fun drive today. If you didn't get a chance to donate during the on-air fundraiser, please take a moment to go over to kpfa.org and make a financial contribution to this original listener-sponsored station, KPFA. And don't forget, KPFA has been providing unique programming for over 70 years, and it's all done on listener support. And don't forget, if you need another great reason to donate tonight, you can do it for me. Tomorrow is my 52nd birthday, and I'm celebrating tonight. And I've also been dedicated to this radio station now for 15 years. If you are able to jump in and help keep this station on the air, take a moment to go to kpfa.org. You can leave a little note that says, Happy Birthday, Franklin. And I thank you all in advance. I'll check it out later to see if you're all donating. Hey, happy birthday, me. Now, let's get back into the gathering to free Leonard Peltier. After Gene and Carol shared some history about Leonard Peltier and his case on Flashpoints, they took to the stage to share some more thoughts and fired up the crowd of over 100 people that gathered at Barrios Unidos in Santa Cruz. This clip starts with an introduction from Tony Gonzalez of AIM West and KPFA's Across Indian Land, also Bay Native Circle. Tony has a long history fighting for the rights of Native people internationally, and he was the MC for the event. Check it out. This is a call to action for our brother Leonard Peltier. You know, he's been incarcerated 47 years for a crime he did not commit. The government knows it, and it's up to us to give a loud enough call to get the president's attention to release Leonard Peltier. With executive clemency, or a compassionate release, or even COVID-19 release. And that's what we're going for. Leonard's not asking for a pardon. He says he has nothing to be pardoned about. 
And he didn't do the shooting. He didn't do that killing. So that's why we're here. I'd like to introduce you now. You know, we've all, you know, we've prayed, we've danced, we ate solid, good food. And now the guest speakers that we invited you, they bought, they've been on a West Coast tour, crossing from town to town, from Washington State, through Oregon, hitting every little town that they can, for ha and having events like this. And we bring to you now Gene Roach. Gene Roach was 15 years old in 1975 when the shootout occurred in South Dakota, where, which is why Leonard Peltier is in prison now. Gene Roach was one of those at the Jumping Bull compound in South Dakota at that time, June 26, 1975. When June 26 comes around in a couple days, I want you, if you have some sage, take time to say a prayer for men and women that stand up to defend our rights and our cultural freedom, our spiritual freedom. So Gene Roach and Carol Goki, Gene, please. Let's give him a welcome. Thank you, everybody, and um, I'd like to thank this, everybody that worked on this event. It is beautiful, and it feels really good when I see a lot of people that are supporting Leonard Peltier. One thing that, we, that we're doing is we're debunking the myths, okay? Along with colonization came the, the, uh, the stories and the stereotypes that are attached to my people. I'm from the Cheyenne River Sioux tribe. I'm a Minnie Lakota. One of the things that, that we've lived with our whole lives is the, the 1973 Wounded Knee um, takeover, and which coincides from a few years before that, the 19, I mean, 1890 Wounded Knee Massacre. And that's when, like, for a lot of us, that's when it started. Our political prisoners started back then. We have Sitting Bull. And we have Crazy Horse that were in prison during that time. We have many people down the road for different reasons. But the main reason that they're being imprisoned is because of our beliefs. So we have Leonard Peltier that's been in there for 47 years. I can't even imagine that. And it's not right that we have the double standards. We have a, they, the FBI has targeted our people Anytime we stand up, in 1890, they attacked our people for praying the ghost dance religion and dancing. In 1973, they attacked our people for going back to spirituality. They used automatic weapons and APCs that were back to the, the goon squads and the tribal government that then supported anything that was so-called progressive. So the traditional people were attacked. You couldn't even go to a sweat lodge on that time. Today, things have changed, but not much for Leonard Peltier. He fights today just have a sweat lodge inside the prison in Coleman, Florida. He fights just for his freedom when any other person, like I said, that Hinckley guy was released. Oh my God, he tried to shoot, or he shot a president, okay? Why is Leonard Peltier still in there when we have 
so much evidence. On that table there, we have a lot of letters from different senators and stuff. It's overwhelming the lies that have started when Leonard Peltier was incarcerated. Immediately when he was in Canada, they brought up a false witness to the Canadian government. And this lady signed three affidavits stating she was Leonard Peltier's girlfriend and an eyewitness. And then Leonard goes, well, none of us knew who she was. She didn't even, you know, we didn't even know her, but she was coerced and forced to do these statements. And that's just part of the way the FBI has attacked our people. They continue today, just like Leonard Peltier is still being inside there. They don't quit. We have double standards. Or people go to prison for much longer. And it's like that for all people that are, you know, brown and black and even some of the poor people that are white. They go to prison because we can't afford justice. We can't buy justice. If I go to jail, I can't come up with a $5,000 bond. Neither can a lot of people. We should understand where we're connected here. Leonard Peltier has been in there for a long time under the FBI COINTELPRO program, which, which attacks different movements. They got the American Indian Movement. They uh, targeted the leaders, put them in prisons and jails. Way back, we had the boarding schools that took our children away. Now, to date, we're finding all these um, burial sites with children, innocent children that have been killed by the, the churches and the United States government. And that's becoming a true story, and I've heard it my whole life. Now we have the proof. But we didn't have to prove that because the story's been there, just like with Leonard. And, you know, when people come and talk about him, you know, like people that don't know who he is, and I'm just like, the FBI is not who you think they are. They're manipulative people that hate if you stand up. Look at Standing Rock when the water protectors wanted to just pray unarmed. They were attacked and then they're like, oh yeah, now we see what you're talking about because it happened to them. But we've been living this life for over 40 some years. You know, probably, I mean, thousands, you know, ever since they came. But right now we just want people to know that Leonard represents changing our lifestyle and, and taking back and decolonizing our minds, you know. And one thing that they're doing to him being in there so long is, you know, they just, um, they attack him daily, even though we don't understand the attacks. But when you're in prison, you understand the attacks more, um, depriving him of certain medical needs, even though he's a 78-year-old elder. How can they hold this man in there you know, and stand up and try to act like they, that they represent democracy. They don't. We know the truth. We all know what the truth is. It's time for us to continue and band together and support each other in our movements. Um, there's a lot of things going on in California, and I appreciate all of you being here. If you have any further questions, you know, I'm back at the table. We have copies of all our recent support. We're asking the president to give him executive clemency. We have an application in there, but Carol will tell you a little bit more about her. She's our former co-director. She's now the um, director of the All Rise for Paltier movement that we're starting. So thank you.
Buju, thank you, and greetings to all of my friends and family and relatives that are here. And this is so beautiful to have all this energy in one room, all the love for Leonard Peltier. Let me tell you who Leonard Peltier is to me, to me. Leonard Peltier is a man just like every man here. He's no different. Leonard Peltier has never owned more than two shirts in his whole life. Never, because everything that he had, he gave away to others. And he's a victim and a survivor of boarding schools. But he took that energy, he took that resistance with him when he walked this earth. And he walked in a way to help stop government oppression, to help stop assimilation, to help stop the genocide. That's what he did and that's how he walked. And everywhere he went, he helped. He helped activists working to uh, get land back, to get fishing rights back, um, Big Mountain, uh, there's just so many things that this man has done, but he was called upon by the elders of Pine Ridge to come and help them when they were dealing with the reign of terror. In the 1970s, our government was absolutely off the chart, okay? Media couldn't get in, nobody knew about this. It took eight years for this book that we have on the table and the spirit of Crazy Horse to come out. It was unbelievable what they did, but Leonard Peltier now in a prison cell after 47 years is an accomplished artist, he's an accomplished writer, a poet, and everything that he does, and every piece that we sell goes back into the community for Native Americans. Everything from um, youth scholarships to Christmas programs on Pine Ridge when the kids don't have, the families don't have money for, for Christmas presents. Okay, to feeding the unsheltered. We go around and help the unsheltered with food, with clothing, to keep them warm in any way that we can to help them out. And this is what Leonard does. And because of that, Leonard has been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize seven times. All right, seven times for prison. For prison. Who does that? But right now, people might say this is a controversial case, but it's not. It's not controversial anymore. We have a letter from the former U.S. prosecuting attorney's office. He supervised Evan Holtman. He was a supervisor when they prosecuted Leonard and they railroaded Leonard. You heard about the falsified ballistic reports, the coerced witness statement. We've got a report like you wouldn't believe of all the constitutional violations that have happened just to get one man in prison just to save their ass. This was to save the ass of the FBI so we wouldn't know what they were up to. Well, we know, okay? And this prosecutor has come forward and wrote a letter to the president asking for this man to be released, not only because enough is enough, but because they unjustly put him into prison, unjustly. And they theorized every different direction they could. Everything they could, they theorized. And when one theory didn't work, they picked up another theory. None of it worked, but yet, Leonard sits in a prison today. Even when he was convicted, it was 17 and a half years for each crime. That's 35 years, right? And I don't know if you know the story, but Leonard did escape. When he was in Lompoc, he escaped because he found out a hit was out on his life. And we always tell the story about the farmer not dying because Leonard came upon a farmer. He was hungry. After five days, the farmer tried to take him down, but Leonard overpowered him. Okay, and the first thing the farmer said was, are you gonna kill me? Leonard says, I'm not a murderer, I'm not gonna kill you. Give me your boots, because I want your truck. 
and I don't want you running to the phone. Okay, so he did that. He thought about tying him up. He never thought about killing him because that's Leonard Peltier respects all life. But he, he took his boots and he got about a mile down the road and realized that that's not going to work. They're going to find him. So he abandoned the truck and they found him. They found him, but at trial, it came out and the farmer came up on the stand and said, he could have killed me. He could have made it to Canada. He could have killed me. He could have tied me up out in that field and he didn't because that would have possibly killed him with exposure. So they gave him another seven years. But if you add 37 and a half, or 17 and a half, and 17 and a half is 35, add seven years to that, that's 42 years. We're on the 47th year. 47 years. So he is a political prisoner. They can't deny that. He is a political prisoner, and in January, this man got COVID. He got COVID because they're not keeping the units clean. They're not wearing masks. This is before booster shots came out. They're feeding him, they're giving him his insulin through his food tray. He has an aortic aneurysm. He had triple bypass surgery on his heart, which cost our government half a million dollars, by the way. And he has prostate, untreated prostate problems. Diabetes. And you know in the prison, you know when you have diabetes, you know what they do? They don't give you a diabetic diet. They take half your food away. So Leonard has lost about 75 pounds now. This is an elder, almost 78 years old, frail to begin with, not getting medical care. After COVID, he never got any medical follow-up. We have no clue where he is medically. And all the clinical reports show us to this day that everything that I mentioned to you, the diabetes, the heart condition, the prostate, all of that acerbates. It comes into fruition a lot faster after you get COVID. So we have to fight harder than we have ever fought for this man. And that's what me and Gene are doing and our group, our delegation. We've come, we went to Oklahoma, we went to Turtle Mountain where he's from, we did a prayer gathering. We have their prayers with us. We take them everywhere we go. And when we're done here today, we're gonna head back to Oglala because like Tony said, on the 26th of June, it's gonna be the 47th year since the incident. And we're gonna release those prayers to Creator and ask that this curse be finally, finally relinquished. That's all we have. That's all we have is our heart, our spirits, and our energy, and the love that we gather from all of you beautiful people. So I want to thank you all for coming, and thank you for listening to my long-winded speech here. And, um, and come sign a postcard. If you haven't signed a postcard, come to our table. That's right, sign a postcard. Call the White House, 202-456-1111. I've got it memorized, 202-456-1111. And you can do emails. I do a copy and paste. Copy and paste, copy and paste. I do it all the time. You can send an email every day. But let them know. This matters. When we see petitions and you sign a petition, that petition goes to the White House with, let's say, a million signatures. It counts as one. Did you know that? It counts as one. That's how the White House does stuff. But if those million people took and filled out a postcard, it counts as a million. So go ahead and sign the petitions, but sign a postcard. Call the White House, send an email, let your voice be heard. Thank you very much. Aho, Carol Gokey, thank you very much. And Gene Roach for your words. And you know, we should all jam the Casablanca right now. Everybody, if you can, call the White House, 
Let me give you the number. At least mark it on your cell phone, your smart machine, but the phone number is 202-456-1111. Welcome back to Full Circle right here on 94.1 FM, KPFA, and of course, online at kpfa.org. We are part of the Pacifica Radio Network and you just heard Gene Roach and Carol Gokey as they fired up the crowd in support of our longest-serving political prisoner in the United States, Leonard Peltier. And when we say free Leonard, we also call out to free all political prisoners. And my mind also runs to Momia Abul-Jamal. But we know there are others languishing in prisons across the United States and around the world, and we say with a fist raised, free them all. We also heard some ways we can contribute to the fight to free Leonard. Please take a moment and call the Casablanca, the White House. Let Joe Biden know we need Leonard free and we want him home. The number for the White House is 202-456-1111. Also take a moment to visit the website whoisleonardpeltier.info. There you can find a true history of what happened on the Jumping Bull Ranch, June 26, 1975. And of course, you will find other ways to help out and support Leonard. Again, who is LeonardPeltier.info. We'll also have a link to all these websites and information on our website, kpfaapprentice.org just after the show tonight. And also a quick reminder, we did just wrap up our summer fun drive today. Tomorrow is my birthday, so what's that equal? Well, if you didn't get a chance to donate during the on-air fundraiser, maybe you could log on to kpfa.org and make a donation for my birthday. And my celebration, I've been at KPFA uh, 15 years, going on 16. So, kpfa dot o-r-g make a donation today i would appreciate it the station would appreciate it and we can keep kpfa and the pacifica network in your ear for years to come again one more time kpfa dot o-r-g now let's get ready to wrap up the show tonight one of the other speakers from the gathering to free leonard peltier was former presidential candidate on the Peace and Freedom Party ticket, Gloria Lariva. She has also been a longtime supporter of Leonard. And in the 2020 presidential election, actually Gloria Lariva and Leonard Peltier were presidential and vice presidential running mates. I caught up with Gloria outside the venue for a quick conversation. Check it out on KPFA Full Circle. Yes, we're out here on uh, Soquel Avenue in Santa Cruz outside Barrios Unidos, and they're having a Freedom for Leonard Peltier event tonight. Um, Leonard's been in prison now over 45, I think they said 47 years, uh, the longest political prisoner in history. Um, he's had failing health. Um, you know how living in prison, you're not getting no good food, you're not getting no good medical treatment. Well, we have a guest here with us that knows a lot about Leonard and has been in the fight uh, to free Leonard, Miss Gloria Lariva with the Answer Coalition. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Long time no see. 
Well, let's talk about Leonard. He's been in there so long now, really trying now at this moment to get him out. What do you see as the most important thing right now? Actually, the struggle for his freedom has gone on all the time he's been in prison, including the people who stood up with him during trial and the appeals. He's truly a victim of the FBI and the U.S. government. And as the great uh, former Attorney General Ramsey Clark said, he's probably the last victim of the so-called Indian Wars, of the U.S. government's genocide against Native people, because overall his story is about defending the land defending Black Hills and the people who were trying to, you know, protect their traditional ways. And so he truly is a victim, but he's also a warrior and a fighter. And I just saw him in early June this year in Coleman Prison near Tampa. And you walk away like we have to do everything we can to free him. And earlier on the stage, you said that there was no crime committed. Talk about like what happened to him and how they railroaded him and there was no crime committed because in the fight for your life there's self-defense. Yes and legally and morally there was no crime committed because yes two FBI agents died one native man Joe Stunts died which the government never cared to investigate his death it was a shootout and it was a shootout that began with a raid of an unidentified FBI car two FBI agents in the midst of 46 people having been killed in extreme violent attacks by the corrupt reservation authorities that the government was working with. So in the midst of all that, the two co-defendants with Leonard were tried by an all-white jury, and they found those men innocent by reason of self-defense, no crime. But the FBI decided because Leonard had escaped to Canada and wasn't tried, if he had been tried at the same time, he would not spend a day in jail. And instead the FBI decided someone has to pay for this, for two FBI agents dead. There was no crime. In fact, James Reynolds, who was the prosecuting attorney in the appeals, he has now come out calling on Biden to free him unconditionally. And he said, because he admits, we frankly, he said, we're changing the goalpost. We couldn't convict him of murder, so we convicted him of, uh, you know, uh, some other charge. And then he goes, finally, we convicted him of aiding and abetting. But how do, how do you aid and abet two men who were found innocent? That's no, that's not a charge or a conviction that you can hang on to, but he's still in prison. And what would you ask people to do now at this time, um, if they can, you know, take a moment to do something for Leonard to help free him? To call the White House, 202-456-1111. Just keep calling. And the other is to visit the Leonard Peltier website, whoisleonardpeltier.info. That's the most important thing you can do. And you can keep in touch. This event tonight of over 150 people was very heartlifting. It was beautiful. The Barrios Unidos, the community of Santa Cruz, and KPFA, as always. Well, thank you very much. And before we let you go, um, do you mind if we talk a little bit about what happened in the uh, presidential election and how you did? And Because oh. since you did run for president on the uh, Peace and Freedom Party, early on, Leonard was... Uh, going to be the uh, vice presidential candidate? Well, 2016 and 2020, but 2020, 
I think that there, what happened in that time, as you recall, two years ago, was that people were so terrified of Trump that they said, Gloria, I love you, but I'm voting for Biden. And, you know, we see what happened. That we and many others who go, there's really not enough of a difference between the two to even worry about those two parties, but to start voting alternate, progressive, socialist. And now the struggle is on. Uh, for everything that Biden is uh, for, against everything that Biden is doing. We need to call on him to give clemency to Leonard. He has the papers before him on his desk. We need to demand that he stop sending tens of billions of dollars for weapons to, to create a graveyard out of Ukraine when we need housing, health care, COVID, child care, and everything else that the people need. People are suffering here. And I'm very proud to have been a candidate in California for peace and freedom. I'm still telling people that I ran. They go, you did? Oh, I'll vote for you. <laughs> it's too late. No, the struggles would change everything. Talk about getting out of this two-party system and why it's so important for us. Because I, I travel everywhere. I was in 47 cities in the campaign in 2020. And a lot of youth are joining the socialist movement because we, what we say, and it's true, is that capitalism is killing the earth. Everyone knows capitalism is killing Mother Earth and that we need a system where the people rule, where profits don't run the system, where the people have land, health care, everything that a human being needs for everyone. It's house every homeless person in a good housing we every everybody knows what we need to have for a good life but i look forward to the next weeks and months because there are so many young people involved everywhere the youth are filling the streets with protest right now we're waiting for a supreme court decision against women's rights they're saying now that the supreme court may rule against miranda rights the right to a lawyer when you're being grilled by the cops uh, they, they might end up trying to ban uh, same-sex marriage. They want to roll everything back. And that's why the system has to change, and young people know that. Of course, all of us older ones know that, too. But we need the new generation. And where can people find out more information about uh, Peace and Freedom Party? Is that still your, your closest ties? Yes. Peace and Freedom Party is our statewide party. I'm also in Party for Socialism and Liberation, and that is pslweb.org. And I urge everyone to register Peace and Freedom. It is a socialist party on the ballot. Let's start making that count. But Bernie Sanders' campaign did a lot too, because I found that more very conservative and not so conservative and liberal people would say, well, what do you mean by socialism? They used to say, get, get out of my face. I don't want to talk to you. But now they say, well, well, what do you mean by that? What is it? So things are moving. We may not feel that it's moving, but it is. All right, Gloria Lariva, thank you very much for speaking with us tonight on Full Circle. Thank you. All right, welcome back to Full Circle right here on 94.1 FM. KPFA and KPFA.org, part of the Pacifica Radio Network. And you can find out more about the Pacifica Radio Network at PacificaNetwork.org. Check it out sometime and you can visit some of our other stations, WBAI in New York, KPFK in Los Angeles, WPFW in Houston, and of course you always have us right here in Berkeley. KPFA. 
You just heard a short conversation I had with Gloria Lariva of the Answer Coalition and former presidential candidate for the Peace and Freedom Party. She was part of the gathering to free Leonard Peltier that was held on June 20th at Barrios Unidos in Santa Cruz. Again, before I run out of time tonight, I want to urge everyone to visit the website, whoisleonardpeltier.info. If you don't have a lot of information about Leonard's case and you want to learn more, you will definitely find it on the website. Also there, you'll be able to watch the film about um, Leonard's history, Warrior, the Life of Leonard Peltier. Also, I would just remind you about some quick facts on who is Leonard Peltier. He's in his 47th year in prison right now for a crime he did not commit. There is overwhelming evidence that Leonard Peltier is innocent of this crime. And even that there was a crime is debated as his two AIM member partners were acquitted of all charges on the grounds of self-defense. Also in the show tonight, you heard that Leonard Peltier is a survivor of Indian boarding schools here in the United States. Recently, Leonard penned his story about his time in the Indian boarding schools. I will also post a link to that article and story on our website, kpfaapprentice.org, just after the show tonight. All right, I want to thank everybody that tuned in tonight and everybody that made a birthday donation for me and KPFA. Yes, Freewell and Franklin, tomorrow I will complete my 52nd journey around the sun, God willing, of course. And if you didn't get a chance to donate in celebration of my birthday and, you know, still hanging on 15 years here at KPFA in Full Circle, please head on over to kpfa.org and make a financial contribution to this important media outlet. I'll thank you all very much in advance because that brings us to the end of tonight's show. Remember to check out our website, kpfaapprentice.org, just after the show for pictures, archive shows, and important links and information relating to tonight's show and all of our shows. And I actually got some great shots from the event. Shout out to the Full Circle crew. Our executive producer is Miss M. Joy Moore is our production consultant. And me, Freewell and Franklin. I am the technical director for this show, Full Circle. And I have also been your host tonight. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, while you're out there, please protect your health and also your humanity. And stay tuned to KPFA. Up next is La Onda Bajita. Again, good night, everyone. Thank you.